Welcome to the preaching ministry of Dr. Albert Chambers, founder and senior minister of the internationally known ministry of World Vision for Christ. I trust you'll be blessed and challenged as you listen to this message. I want you to turn to the gospel according to St. Mark. Ere we read this, let me share with you something that was sent to me many years ago by way of a Christmas uh, greeting. It came from my mother and father in Northern Ireland, and they are both in the presence of the Lord now in the glory, for which I give God abundant thanks. But they sent me a card, and this card so moved me that I immediately determined to reproduce the text that was therein and distribute them by the hundreds of thousands for the glory of God. Let me read what it was. Speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, it said he was born in an obscure village. The child of a peasant woman. He grew up in still another village where he worked in a carpenter shop until he was 30. Then for three years he was an itinerant preacher. He never wrote a book He never held an office. He never had a family or owned a house. He didn't go to college. He never visited a big city. He never traveled more than 200 miles from the place where he was born. He did none of the things one usually associates with greatness. He had no credentials but himself. He was only 33 when the tide of public opinion turned against him. His friends ran away. He was turned over to his enemies and went through the mockery of a trial. He was nailed to a cross between two thieves. While he was dying, his executioners gambled for his clothing, the only property he had on earth. When he was dead, he was laid in a borrowed tomb through the pity of a friend. More than 20 centuries have come and gone. And today he is the central figure of the human race and a leader of mankind's progress. All the armies that ever marched, all the navies that ever sailed, 
all the parliaments that ever sat, all the kings that ever reigned, put together, have not affected the life of man on this earth as much as that one solitary life. His name is Jesus. Him hath God raised from the dead. He did go about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And he is alive today, seated at the right hand of the majesty on high, and from thence he will come to judge the quick and the dead. And I am looking up in the midst of all the problems and pressures of the world. For when we look around us and we see what is happening, we are reminded of the words of that same Jesus. When you see these things begin to come to pass, look up, for your redemption draweth nigh. Will you say amen? Amen. So I emphasize again, he went about doing good. And it wasn't always easy for him to do good. But he did good all of the time. Amen? Amen. I want to read from Mark chapter 4. And at the end of a day of ministry... We have Jesus saying, verse 35, And the same day, when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, that is the multitude to whom he had been ministering up to that time that day, they took him even as he was in the ship, And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. The water was in it and rising. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. Remember, at that stage he was the man Christ Jesus. And as a man, Christ Jesus, he experienced weariness and the need for sleep just the same as we do. If you go into John's Gospel, where Jesus ministered to the woman at the well of Samaria, the Bible tells that he being weary of with the journey sat thus uh, at the well, And when the woman came to draw water, he spoke to her, and you know the story, he ministered unto her and transformed her life by his word and his power. So he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on the pillow, but he doesn't sleep on a pillow now. Because being where he is and being what he is, He has passed beyond uh, the limitations uh, of the flesh that he experienced when he was a man, simply. And now the God that keepeth us neither slumbers 
nor sleeps. He is awake all the time. And he is watching over us. Glory to God. We can trust him. Amen. And this stage he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? I suppose we as disciples sometimes think the Lord doesn't care. Mm. When things go wrong, as they sometimes will, you may think sometimes he doesn't care. But the scriptures tell us, cast all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Glory to God. And he knows the way that we take. I am so glad that I have come to know him, whom to know is life eternal. I am so happy to realize that all those years ago I fell in love with the lowly Nazarene and this romance in redemption has carried on since then and it is rising higher every day and soon he is going to come and I will take my place with him. Glory to God in the palace of the king. Amen, amen, amen. For he said, if I go away, I will come again and receive you unto myself. He said, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. But I will come and receive you unto myself. For what purpose? That where I am... There ye may be also. So not only do I love him, but he still loves me. And we love him because he first loved us. That's a good place to say amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So they said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind. And said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, What manner? Of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him. Well, you may say tonight, Brother Chambers, what is it that you're trying to get over with this? You said that Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, and you said it wasn't always easy for him to do good. And you said that in this world... It is far easier to go with the way of the world and not do good. But the fact is, we're in this world as believers to be lights in this world, so we're meant to do good. Many believe that. Well, Jesus said, 
Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. We are meant to do good and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So you say, how are you relating this? Well, let's look at it like this. In Mark chapter 2, when Jesus was in a house and the place was jam-packed, not only inside, but outside. And they came unto him for bearing one who was sick with the palsy. You know the story, don't you? And when they couldn't get near unto him because of the press, that is the press of the multitude together, they got up onto the roof and took away the tiles and lowered the bed whereon the sick of the palsy lay to the feet of Jesus. And the Bible says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. So, you see, as he said that... That was the introduction to comfort and to correction. Because uh, the sin question has got to be settled. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We need the forgiveness of God. And we need the nature of God within us to overcome sin. Initially we need the forgiveness of God. We need the cleansing of the blood of Christ the sacrifice that he made for us. And then in order to stay clean, you need the nature of God within you. Second Peter tells us uh, that when we find faith in Christ, the next stage is that we are made partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So in the mercy and the grace of God, God took the earthen vessels uh, that were tainted and marred by sin, and he cleansed us in the blood of Christ, and then when he got us to be clean vessels, uh, he put the Spirit of God within us, uh, and that included the nature of God. So now we're able to do good because of the good nature of God that is in us. We are born again. We are not simply born of the flesh uh, in that we were born into this world, but we are born of the Spirit into the kingdom of God, uh, and because of it we are sons and daughters of the living God. Uh, we're no longer of our father the devil, and we're no longer subject to his nature we've taken on the nature of God as sons and daughters of the living God. A good place again to say amen. Praise the Lord. So they found fault with what he was saying. They didn't make it easy for him to do good. And so when he saw how they were reasoning among each other and in their hearts he said, which is it easier to say, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee, or arise, take up thy bed and walk. So he spoke to them and he said, But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power upon earth to forgive sins, he saith to the sick of the palsy, 
Rise, take up thy bed, and go unto thine house. And he that was burned by the palsy got up uh, and carried the bed uh, and went unto his house. Once more, Jesus had done good uh, in spite of the reasonings and the oppositions uh, of the scribes and the Pharisees and the doctors of the law. He still went about doing good uh, and healing those who were oppressed of the devil. Somebody say amen. amen. So here in this situation, in Mark chapter 4, we have Jesus on his way to the land of the Gadarenes. And if we read on into Mark chapter 5, we discover that there was a madman in Gadara. We won't take time this evening to look at the state of the man without Christ and before Christ's intervention. But it is sufficient to say that there was a man in the land of the Gadarenes, often referred to as the madman of Gadara. And they had tried to tame him. Scripture says he couldn't be tamed, so that means he was wild. He was uh, one who had his dwelling among the tombs. That's not the nicest place to live. And always uh, he was there day and night uh, cutting himself with stones so the man had no rest. He had no peace. And Jesus was on his way to do good to deliver that man. And that is where I focus on the difficulties in doing good. Because when Jesus got on the boat to go to the land of the Gadarenes, a great storm of wind arose. And he could only go onward when he rose and rebuked the winds and the waves and said, Peace be still. My dear beloved in Christ, if you mean to serve God and take this gospel of Christ to our generation, circumstances will be against you. There will be great storms of wind in your life to stop you getting to the other side. There will be. There will be things to challenge your faith and cripple your efforts. There will be things to frustrate your purposes not only circumstances uh, will face you and cause problems, uh, but people will as well. Just as the scribes and the Pharisees and the doctors of the law and other multitudes of people withstood him in what he was doing, they will also withstand you. But, you know, people with the needs, uh, they're common people, they, the scripture says, heard him gladly. I am glad, I say again, that in my poor state, without God and without hope, uh, when there was no way out for me, he made a way. Amen. Amen. This poor man cried. And the Lord heard. And delivered him. Out of all his troubles. Glory to God forever. So here we have Jesus going through the storm. Now the storm was not of God's making. It was only a permitted storm. 
Because uh, if God sent the storm and Jesus rose and rebuked the storm, then that would mean he was working in opposition to what God had implemented. You understand me? If the devil stirred it up, then it is reasonable for Jesus to settle it down. But if the Father stirred it up, then for Jesus to rebuke the winds and the waves is to rebuke what plan and purpose God had introduced. So the devil stood in the way of Jesus in the storm. He didn't want the madman of Gadara and Jesus to come together because he was beginning to realize that Jesus Christ was able to set people free. He was understanding that what men could not do, Christ could do. If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. There is a freedom that Christ gives. Amen. That enables people not only to live, uh, but also to die. Glory to God forever. Because if you die in the will of God, uh, you'll have your resurrection morning when you'll come forth in the name of the Lord uh, unto glory. So Jesus uh, had to contend with the storms. He had to contend with the reasonings and the criticisms and the murmurings of the people around him. But he still went about doing good uh, and healing all who were oppressed uh, of the devil. So I urge you tonight uh, to appreciate what Christ is. Appreciate what he has done. Love him and serve him. And if he, as our master, gave his life not only for us but for others... uh, then we should honor his commandment and recognize his teaching if you save your life, that is, with selfish preservation, you will lose your life. But if you lose your life in wholehearted commitment to the kingdom of God, you will save your life. Amen. And in obeying him, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. If we are prepared to deny ourselves and take up our cross daily and follow him, we shall discover that in him is life. We shall find uh, that it is not only life, uh, but it is life more abundantly. Amen. Him hath God raised from the dead. uh, And if the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he shall quicken also your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Let us reach out to the Lord for the touch of the Holy Spirit uh, and for the full and the final information of what Christ is uh, and what he will do uh, and what he has done. Let us go to the book of books that speaks about the God of gods and receive the power that is above all powers. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Amen. So, we have said a little tonight from the book. And what has been said and what has been written is written that we might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and believing have life through his name. Make a commitment to Christ this evening. Yield your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Look to him with the determination, not my will, but thine be done. What wilt thou have me to do, Lord? Because if God can get uh, men and women to lay their lives on the altar of sacrifice for him, then he will come in and he'll live his life through us and make us useful in our generation. Isn't that what we want? Isn't it really, honestly, what we want? We want the will of God. We want the presence of God. We want the power of God. I read the story of a great man of God. He's gone to be with the Lord. He lived long and he labored much in the kingdom of God. And someone spoke to him one time. And recognizing the power of his life and the fruitfulness of the way he carried himself, they said to him, I would give the world to have what you have. And his answer was, that is what it cost me. You see, if we're willing to give up the world and the system, then God will manifest his own life in our earthen vessels, for he has put his treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power will be of him and not of us. Amen. Amen. Let us bow in the presence of the Lord. Whoever is receiving this message by whatever means, we invite all to join with us in sincere prayer, asking God Almighty to visit us this evening. Dear Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus, we come to you. And such love as we see in Christ, it demands our soul, our life, our all. We pray, O Lord, for your abundant mercy to be upon us, for the cleansing of the precious blood to touch every fiber of our being, and we ask, gracious Lord, that you help us to lay our all at the altar for you. We pray, Lord, that you will take us as we are, cleanse us and fill us, and use us, O Lord, for the extension of your kingdom, the glory of your name, the blessing of your people and the salvation of the world.
And Lord, we pray in accordance with what Jesus taught us. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we declare, O Lord, that thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message. I trust you've been blessed. For a list of other messages by Dr. Chambers, please visit the World Vision for Christ website. Here is the address, www.wvfc.co.uk. That's www.wvfc.co.uk. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Goodbye for now, and may God richly bless you as you apply His Word to your life.